This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 3, Notts County 2. That was good, wasn't it? Wowee. The first game in the history of the football pyramids in which two teams on 100 points or more have played against each other. In fact, the first season when two teams have achieved that landmark and it lived up to the billing. An absolutely remarkable, rip-roaring drama of a match. And Wrexham came out on top in the end. But wow. So, let's go through this from the beginning. Wrexham making two changes from the side that had that shock defeat at Halifax. Ollie Palmer coming in up front for Sam Dolby. And Jordan Tunnicliffe ruled out by a back spasm, which he picked up in training the day before the game. And so he was replaced as centre-back by Tom O'Connor. Meanwhile, Notts County brought back the players that they'd rested in the 3-0 win against Wealdstone on Good Friday. And it was immediately apparent just how this game was going to play itself out. Notts County, playing with three at the back, as they usually do, a very high defensive line and a box midfield. So they were looking to dominate possession and squeeze up so that when Wrexham were on the ball, we'd be hurried into trying to play those tempting balls over the top in order to find our strikers. Now, we've been hit with this sort of sucker punch before, uh, most notably at Chesterfield at the start of the season. And, and it's often uh, a sign of us not playing at our best when we start being a bit too keen to knock early balls over the top. So Notts County tempted us, basically, by playing with that super high line. Now, it would become incredibly important as the match went on, and I've got to be honest and say that I've reassessed this from when I commentated on it. Uh, I'll explain that in a... Well, I'll explain it now. What the hell? What the heck? Why put it off? I must be honest, I thought in the first half, Wrexham had a bad half um, because we were drawn into that trap. A lot of offsides were given against us, and I felt like we needed to do something different, i.e. get that extra pass in midfield so we could play the attempt to play the killer pass through or over the high back line um, from a better position and make that pass easier to play. I've got to admit, though, I am willing to reconsider because having watched the footage again, well, a lot of the offsides weren't offsides, a lot of them surprising amount normally it's the opposite normally i'm watching the game and i'm thinking oh it's offside and then i look at the decision on tv and realize wow linesman fair play get a good percentage of decisions right they didn't at all in this match so actually i maybe have to amend this slightly actually our tactic did work of knocking it over the top it's just that the officials let us down and in fact there were a lot of big decisions to be made in this match and generally they didn't really go Wrexham's way. We'll, we'll go through all of those as well. So the pattern was set. Wrexham was struggling to really string passes together. There was very little, especially in the first half, of that familiar side of Wrexham in possession in the opposing half, horseshoeing the ball around. Notts County most definitely had more possession than any other teams had at the race course. I'm quite sure this season they, they were, that box midfield was effective, but Wrexham counteracted it extremely well. And as the game wore on, you realise just how well Wrexham were defending. The two wide centre-backs, O'Connell and O'Connor, would step out regularly to meet the two forward players in the box midfield, uh, Bostock and Rodriguez. And when they dropped deep, the Wrexham players really judged well when to leave them. 
and get back into that position. If one of those players stepped up, the other two centre-backs were given the job of watching Langstaff. Now, Langstaff is a phenomenon. He is utterly preternaturally gifted in the penalty area, but he is not a player that links him with, with open play. He, he waits, he lurks, and he strikes, and he has an amazing first touch as well. But Wrexham cut off the supply to him by cutting off Bostock and Rodriguez. And therefore, Langstaff, well, I mean, I'd love to know how many times he touched the ball because it wasn't often. Like I said, a lot of people were surprised by this. I wasn't. He can be very effective and not touch the ball much. The point is he didn't get a sniff of a goal. Having said that, Notts County did dominate possession. Wrexham had to be disciplined, had to keep our shape. It became a real game of cat and mouse. The first half hour, I mean, quite frankly, Notts County had pretty much complete control of the game. But it was only Wrexham who made chances as we managed to play the ball over the top and the flag stayed down. The first one was a free kick down the flank by Foster. Uh, Mendy got to it, did really well to get to it and whip in across from by the corner flag. And it's the first big decision that Wrexham were unfortunate with. The ball carried to the far post. Mullen was unmarked there. Cameron, the centre-back, came charging across and committed a foul in the penalty area. It was as simple as that. It was a penalty and the ref didn't give it. It really was astonishing. He turned his back on the ball the moment it left Mendy's foot, had no interest in the ball whatsoever, and just ran down the six-yard line at Mullen and pushed him in the chest. Zero attempt to play the ball, like I said, zero attempt to look at the ball. It's a foul, no matter which way you cut it. I can only assume the referee didn't give it because, I mean, I will admit, Mullen, he, he went down dramatically. He saw it coming, and the moment the hands were on his chest, he threw himself backwards. But still, he was fouled. I mean, how you can allow a player to do that is, is utterly beyond me. So, Rexon deeply unlucky. And then were a little bit unlucky again in the 20th minute. Toza dinging the ball over the top. A lovely pass. Mullen on the chase. Slocum, the Notts County goalkeeper, coming out of his box. Oh, just marginally beat, beat Mullen to it. It pretty much arrived at the same time. Knocks it onto Mullen. It bounces back onto Slocum's arm. Wrexham fans were shouting for handball. The players weren't, really. And, I'm, uh, yeah, there's no way the ref could give a, a handball. I mean, like I said, they were virtually colliding, the two players. They were so close together. Slocum couldn't help it hitting his hand. And also, his hand wasn't really out from his body, particularly. So the referee definitely writes, but what a shame. If, if Mullen had just been able to get there a fraction of a second before then, then we would have had some drama. Um, and indeed, we did have some drama another 10 minutes later. Barnes with a, a cracking ball over the top. Mullen chasing after it, a defender at his back as well. Slocum came out of the penalty area. And, well, Mullen went down rather easily, it looked like in normal speed but Slocum he came out of his go of, of the penalty area and as Mullen tried to get round him he stuck his leg out in a very unnatural manner just bent his knee and just stuck his his ankle out at Mullen and tripped him again didn't whack him but he moved out of his way to foul him for me well I think it was just outside the box it's a red card for my money very lucky Slocum that the ref again didn't give anything and as the half wore on Notts County did have the last two chances of a, a half that was tense but didn't have much in terms of goal mouth action um, Cameron the centre-back again driving forwards and hitting a powerful shot which was going inside the left-hand post 
great tip around the post by Foster who lunged and just got enough onto it to put it behind for the corner. But the game then had its first moments of, of decisiveness and a, an injury time at the end of the first half. Ruben Rodriguez driving forward through the middle of the pitch tripped himself over. Um, James just no way wasn't got it. Uh, James Jones came up behind him. Uh, Rodriguez slowed himself down to try and provoke a bit of contact. Didn't really get it, so he kicked himself in the calf, went down, and the ref fell for it and gave the free kick. I am sympathetic with the referee on this sort of thing. He was conned by the, by a, a very slick manoeuvre by Rodriguez. So it shouldn't have been a free kick, but my word, did Bostock take advantage of it, stepped up, wonderful strike with his right foot curling it over the wall and just inside the right post dipping down and, and beating Foster what a strike what a goal and in the fourth minute of added time at the end of the half well County had got themselves that lead it must be said Rodriguez had not endeared himself to Wrexham players or fans he rather blatantly tried to provoke Mullin and we know last season he picked up two red guards Mullin this year he hasn't picked up any but I think County set out to try and provoke him into something. There was an odd episode early in the half and Wrexham had an attack and, uh, sorry, Notts County had a defensive throw in. That's why I, was, I found it so odd. The Notts County players, just two Notts County players, sandwiched Mullin before the throw had been taken while he was just standing 10 yards square, not picking anybody up. It was an odd thing to do and clearly it was an attempt to get him to react. Um, Rodriguez was one of them and then Rodriguez after that happened walked straight up to Mullen just banged into him with his chest hoping that Mullen would again retaliate later on the two of them had each other in a grip while waiting for another set piece and <laughs> it was a sort of judo throw I don't know who provoked it um, but they really were pushing Mullen who got a yellow card then for a rash lunge on Rodriguez it was definitely a yellow it did feel like he was getting Rodriguez um, the plan maybe worked to an extent he was you know he wasn't a million miles off it being a bit worse he left the ground but he didn't make much contact on Rodriguez who of course hit the deck and was up the moment the card was delivered um, so Rodriguez left a bit of a nasty taste in the mouth but his team were playing attractive football and ahead at the break and well, I felt really gratified because Wrexham struck straight back at Notts County at the start of the second half, kicking towards the tech end, and were playing that extra pass in midfield and getting a little bit more measured in their approach. James Jones knocking the ball over the top, Mullen racing in on goal, one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, but a really awkward bounce meant it was difficult to control. He tried to control it with his head and it just got away from him. Couldn't really blame him for that. But then two minutes later... With Jones again very prominent, Wrexham had the lead and Mullen had the ball in the net. It was wonderful for Joe, by Jones, I thought. Um, he's smart, he's a smarter football than people can give him credit for. And he played that extra pass I referred to earlier. Picked the ball up in midfield, the sort of areas Wrexham were just knocking it over the top from. But he decided to play the extra pass to let Notts County's high line get a bit twitchy and to get us into a more advantageous position. So he got the ball in the middle of the pitch. He popped it off to Barnett and they made an excellent curving run down the flank in front of Barnett. Barnett obliged with a really well-weighted pass down the line. And Jones, well, I mean, from now on, it was poetry. Jones whipping in a first-time cross and Mullen meeting it on the edge of the box. One-on-one -on -one with the keeper, plenty of time to take a touch. But he just slotted it in the bottom corner a really imperious finish Notts County appealed for a foul because Cameron was marking Mullin and 
went down, which left Mullen all on his own. But having looked back at it, it well, th there was some contacts, but Cameron initiated the first contact. I think he's thinking, right, Mullen's quicker than me. So while the ball was on the flank with Jones, he tried to he tried to block Mullen off off the ball. Mullen got past him. And then when Cameron again tried to not nudge him on the edge of the box, Mullen nudged him back. And yeah, Cameron wasn't strong enough. It was very poor defending and very effective attacking. Wrexham continued to fight on. Jones again doing well, 30 yards out from the county goal to snap him with a good tackle, which fed Palmer a lovely first-time layoff to Mullen. And he smashed a powerful shot from 25 yards, which had strength. It wobbled as he, as he put shape on it. But it was too straight, and Slocum was able to clutch it with relief to his chest. On the hour mark, as Wrexham continued to push on, and counties suddenly weren't really having much of the ball in Wrexham's half, Wrexham came unbelievably close to taking the lead. Toes up with a long throw, Slocum came and punched it. Lee recirculated it back to Barnett, and Barlett swept in the most inviting cross from a deep position. O'Connor, being marked by Rodriguez, lunged at it. Rodriguez fouled him in the box, it's got to be said. <laughs> he had his arm right round him, didn't try and play the ball, and pulled him to the floor. As O'Connell fell backwards, though, somehow he managed to make the most perfectly timed volley with, with the meat of his right foot, and it flew from 15 yards out, smashed against the bar, and flew back out again. The most pure strike you could hope for. But it is a foul. It's a penalty. <laughs> Rodriguez rugby tackles him, essentially. Astonishing that, again, the officials not spotting these infractions. Five minutes later, Wrexham pushing on again. This time, O'Connor really doing well, bursting forwards from his left-sided position at back, winning the ball, beating a couple of men, and then feeding a through ball for Palmer, which maybe just the weight wasn't quite right, and Bellarmi was able to come across and get a foot to it, although the danger wasn't quite clear, because Slocum had come out to meet Palmer, the three of them converge on the ball at pretty much the same time, and Bellarmi could only poke the ball square into the box with the keeper now off his line, and luckily for him, there was a county player following up rather than a Wrexham player. But this pressure was building, the chances were coming, and Wrexham got the breakthrough in the 69th minute. It was, a, have got to say, from Notts County's point of view, an appalling goal to let in. Free kick on the halfway line, right-hand side. Again, County had the high line. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, you should not be unlocked as simply as this. Because of that inviting space, Mullen made a little curved run to try and stay on side down the right-hand side. O'Connell played a lovely weighted free kick down the flank, found Mullen. Mullen drove it in again, just like Jones on the right, the most glorious ball in. And Mendy arriving at the far post, finished it superbly with his left foot. He arrived just outside the six-yard box, beyond the far post. The keeper is trying to scramble across. The defender's lunging in to try and block him. And he did really well to elevate his finish over the diving defender and sweetly into the top right corner. A tremendous goal. Wrexham then made a change. Palmer coming off and Sam Dolby coming on. Although it was then Notts County who made the next opportunity. Andy Cannon rather getting the ball stuck between his feet and losing it in a dangerous position about 25 yards out. The ball came eventually after some neat interplay to again the centre-back Cameron storming forwards. He broke into the box, drilled a powerful shot from a 
angle on the left-hand side. Langstaff was attacking us at the far post. Foster, at full stretch to his left, did really well to get up and palm the ball behind for a corner. There'd be more danger from that, though. The corner was played in. Austin, who'd come on as a substitute, got the ball 25 yards out, right channel, drove at and beat Tom O'Connor and smashed a terrific shot from inside the box, which looked destined for the top right corner. And Foster made a brilliant save. Really agile, tipping it away. Really terrific top-draw goalkeeping. But it was all for nothing because they scored from the corner. 15 minutes left. Matty Palmer sweeping in the corner to the far post. And there was Cameron making a, a sweeping run at the far post, completely unmarked and heading it home. Wrexham furious at the breakdown in their marking. But, yeah, they, there was a breakdown in the marking. And Cameron met the, a good cross with an excellent diving header. And Wrexham had lost that lead. But roared straight back and within three minutes and got the winning goal and this was beautiful stuff from Owen O'Connell getting the ball on the right hand side on the halfway line again counts you with the high line and so O'Connell decided I'll just dink it over the top and chase it myself he meant it he, he well obviously he meant it but at first I wondered whether he'd knocked it and then just thought hey hang on no one's chasing this, I will. But when you look at it, it's all one movement. He's conceived this ahead of time. He flicks her over the defence, chases it himself. He's round the back. He whips in across. And then by Rami, there's a lovely impersonation from Rexon's point of view of Tony Adams in 1992. He, takes a, he tries to make a little flick away because he's facing his own goal. I, I do wonder whether, in a weird way, despite not being involved in the move, we should credit Bentoza with something here. Bayrami could have just swept his left foot at it and put out for a throw-in by the corner flag, but maybe in his mind he's aware of the fact that that means Toza will hurl another one under the bar. So he tries to flick it back behind him, gets a horrible touch on it, gives it straight to Mullen, and Mullen is so calm and so selfless. Could easily have hit it, it was a real sight of goal, but he sees Elliot late to his left and, and just prods with perfect weight, this lovely little stunned pass to Lee, who has the easiest of chance and sweeps it inside the right post to score the goal. But a lovely play. I mean, all three goals beautifully executed by Wrexham. All three goals, you've got to say, shocking defending by Notts County. Wrexham made another change. Then Young coming on for Cannon, who had broken down, but I think that physicality of Young was, was going to, always going to be a useful thing as County came at Wrexham. Although it must be said that until the drama of the last moments of the game, County didn't really threaten the penalty area, and Wrexham could have finished it off two minutes from the end. It was a, another opportunity. Mendy doing really well to come in and dink it over the top. Mullen chasing down the left with an absolutely glorious first touch to, to knock it into his path. He got goal side, running into the area. We thought he would shoot, but instead, again, just like with Lee, he brilliantly held it up, drew the keeper, and then side-footed uh, it to, Palm, uh, to Dolby, just outside the six-yard box, where it looked like a routine finish. He did everything right, I think. He hit it with power, side-footed it inside the right post, but Slocum did brilliantly to get across, get a left arm to it, and poke it around the post for the corner. An outstanding save. Looking at the, the replays of it, I think maybe Slocum's slightly helped by the fact that a defender is trying to get across from Mullen to Dolby. He doesn't get there. He can't stop the shot. He can't get anywhere near a block, but he does sort of cover 
the left side of the goal. So maybe I think Slocum gambles a little bit and thinks, okay, he's probably not going to go back across me. He's going to just try and slot it right in front of where he's facing. And so I think he gambled a bit, committed to his left, and was rewarded with what was, it, as I said, an outstanding save. Similar scenario then enacted itself in the first minute of six added minutes when Mullen did ever so well, won the ball on the right-hand side, drove into the box. Again, you think he's going to shoot from a tightish angle. Instead, he carries it on into the six-yard box. I think he was waiting for Dolby to arrive at the far post in a, uh, a position where he could just roll it in to the striker so Dolby could tap it into an empty net. And Dolby was busting the gut and he couldn't quite get there and Mullen was dispossessed. Um, and the ball rolled behind for a goal kick. But the big drama was yet to come. The closing moments of the sixth minute of added time. County trying to get bodies into the box. And they win a corner. Sweep it in. It's headed into the goal. mouth, half cleared. It's played in again. And Bairami on the right side of the box. Chips the ball to the far post. It's got to be said. Should have been a free kick to Wrexham because Dolby is stopped from going to be by Rami because Cameron is is again doing his don't look at the ball, look at the man job, and he's just grabbed hold of Dolby in the penalty area and is blocking him off, which is by Rami all the time in the world. He thinks a cracking cross into the far post. Langstaff attacks it with his head. O'Connell lunges in, doesn't make it, and blocks it with his arm. The referee took a heck of a long time to decide. He must have been given a tip-off by one of the other officials. But And as Wrexham were trying to break away, he blows his whistle and gives a penalty. Mass confusion in the ground. The Notts County fans didn't get excited for a good 30 seconds after the whistle went. But it's a penalty. Oh, and then, wow. Well, Kedwin Scott, after an eternity, spots the ball up, goes back to the end of his run-up, steps up, but doesn't take the penalty. He, re he moves the ball again, steps back, Hits it. It's a decent penalty. Right-footed. Inside the left post. Powerfully hit. And Foster lunges across and makes the most marvellous save. But even then, maybe has a little bit of good fortune. A terrifically strong right hand as the ball's arrowing with pace into the bottom left corner. He gets his hand onto it. The ball spins up and actually, as he brings his left hand over the top, it actually hits his left hand. Who knows where it would have gone if it hadn't hit his left hand. And it bounces away. O'Connell thrashes it away for a corner. Thumping it onto the building site. Few remarkable scenes, although Foster's telling everyone, calm down, focus, there's a corner to defend now. And indeed, County nearly got something out of it. The ball was played in, helped on into the goal. Now Lee with a good header away from under his crossbar, and the final whistle went. Cue absolute pandemonium. I mean, the celebrations were remarkable. This is a huge, huge win. The title race is not over, but Wrexham have got a real advantage now. Um... Wow, what a day, what a day, it was incredible and I said at the start of this it was the clash between two teams on a, three figures for the first time in the history of football in Britain yeah, and it felt like it, it was so high stakes. Ultimately looking back at it, for all counties control and for the attractiveness of their passing, they didn't hurt Wrexham that much, I mean they had a long-range shot from outside the box, that, and apart from the free kick, that was the only effort they had. Their other goal was a set-piece as well, a corner. I'm not trying to say that that doesn't count, but in open play, they only they didn't really open Wrexham up that much. Cameron had that shot across in the second half, which Foster pushed away. 
Austin had a gr that great strike from the corner, which led to the corner they scored from, but they didn't really threaten much in open play, which was surprising. Wrexham, on the other hand, were threatening, even though sometimes we weren't able to hang on to the ball as we'd like to. And I think that's the point, isn't it? Wrexham were very capable of mixing things up and did so very effectively. Looking at the performances, I mean, there were some big performances. Foster, wow. Three big saves and then the penalty save as well. Absolutely incredible. Really incredible. His, his presence, everything about him was terrific. The back three, Toza was excellent. The number of balls he attacked and won in the middle of the, the penalty area was, was impressive. O'Connell had a couple of edgy little moments defensively where Pierce got past him. A camera when he burst in to have the shot in the second half. But <laughs> his passing set up two of the goals. Not the, not the assist, but he, he got those balls in. That led to something. Absolutely terrific play by him. On the other side, O'Connor, again, uh, would have, is a real contender for man of the match. Not a natural centre-back. I think that in the absence of Tony Cliff, his mobility was useful to let him step up and halt Rodriguez. Rodriguez really didn't have any impact on the game, it's got to be said, apart from trying to wind Mullen up. Uh, O'Connor did a terrific job on him, and he carried the ball forwards, and he played some nice passes over the top from deeper. Tremendous performance by O'Connor. Um, in midfield, Cannon had some moments but again I, I wonder if uh, it's when we're dominating the ball that he can really see him to his best advantage so he wasn't really uh, shown off at his best not like that masterclass against Oldham uh, in, alongside him Elliot Lee did ever so well but I must say you know he didn't think we brought him in for this his diligence tracking back and helping O'Connor with Rodriguez was incredible his energy was remarkable you know when you think that we were trying to fit him in as a, a sort of number 10 at the start of the season. If we ever doubted he, he wouldn't put in the miles and centre midfields, well, how wrong we are. I mean, it was a performance. I mean, he had some moments of real quality and scored a goal, but more outstanding was that his impersonation of James Jones working up and down the left-hand side. And speaking of which, James Jones, I thought he was superb. Again, tackling, again, coming back and covering spaces when Notts County threatened to get forwards quickly. He did a cracking job without the ball, but he also did an excellent job with the ball. His wonderful assist for Mullen and a set-up play for it. He played a couple of other intelligent passes over the top. I thought I thought James Jones had an absolutely cracking game. Like I said, I think he's underrated sometimes. I think people look at his work rate and think that's all he is, and it is not. And I thought Jones, who a lot of people saying would be dropped after the Halifax game, which amazed me because I thought he was... Our best midfielder, frankly, in Halifax. Um, he really showed what he's got. Palmer struggled a little bit to get properly into the game. To be fair, there was he was getting fouled quite a bit and not getting the, the decisions. To be fair, he ran through clear on goal a couple of times and was flagged offside, and he wasn't. Um, but he, he wasn't quite able to really fully affect things. Mullen is the man of the match. Scored one goal, assists for the other two. Utterly outstanding work rate, a phenomenal. The number of problems he caused, you know. I mean, this is a guy who just just knocked the ball for him to fight for, and he he'll create a problem. Incredible, incredible stuff from him. The subs, Dorby did well. I thought he's unlucky with the shot. Young stuck in at the end, and it was just a brilliant day. The fans, the team, everyone, magnificent. So we're getting closer. But it's not done yet. With the final score of Wrexham 3, Notts County 2, 
I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.